Hey, guys. Hey. Welcome to this week's episode of the 13th Floor. I am Cece. I'm Alex. I'm James. And we're back. Back again. Guess who's back? Tell a friend. Mm. Yeah, you can leave a review for us on your uh, podcast listening app of choice, but what are we talking about this week, Alex? Um, Some sort of cryptid. We're talking about fearsome cryptids. Fearsome. (sighs) Yeah, and this topic was submitted to us by Henry the Host. So, Henry, thank you for sending this our way. I want to be completely honest. Are there any, are there nice cryptids out there? I mean, I guess there, I guess, like, Santa Claus? Mothman... (laughs) Is arguably cryptic. Like most of them are, are like back and forth. I don't think yeah. that there's a good one for these. In fact, these, all three of them could probably qualify as boogeymen. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm nervous about my research now, James. <laughs> I wonder if we looked at okay, you know what? We're gonna talk about it in a minute, but James. Okay. Mm, interesting. James, uh-huh. how have you been? I've been good. How about you guys? Been excellent. Guess what I got to do, dear listener? I got to go meet pickles. Ah, uh, yeah, you sure And pumpkin did. and spice this past weekend, oh, and yeah. all of the nice spiders at James's apartment. And just mm-hmm. like real life, no one likes pickles. No, pickles was actually <laughs> kind of endearing. Yeah. I'll be honest. Oh. Yeah, he stuck his little feeler up. I didn't touch it, but James was like, Why "Oh, didn't you look at him." Like, try to have a connection with these insects. Listen, or, or, sorry, sorry, they're not insects. <laughs> Listen, they're arachnids. All of them are arachnids. I learned that this weekend when James told me about every single one of them. And he also picked out their high school superlatives. So, patrons, (laughs) stay tuned. We have a video that is going to be coming out um, sometime a little bit later this year because I've got to edit it. Uh, It's been a long time since I've edited a video. But you can listen to figure out which one of... James of Spiders has the best smile. Which one is the best oh cook? You're gonna you're gonna hear all of it. But in the meantime, though, our Patreon that's coming out tomorrow, <laughs> Alex is tickled. I love this. Um, the episode that's coming out tomorrow on our Patreon was actually a patron request. She asked specifically to learn a little bit more about eels and just some odd underwater creatures. So. James is going to regale us with some information about eels that I feel like a lot of people probably don't know about. It gets mm-hmm. pretty interesting. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. So, yeah, that's that, That's the most interesting thing that's happened to me. I got to meet pickles in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Or in the exoskeleton. Is that what it's called, James? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I learned something new. Alex, what have you been up to? Um, I've been hanging out, going to the playground with Gwen. Yeah, I took That's about it. Yeah, he took Gwen to the playground a lot. <laughs> oh my goodness. Someone needs to watch those children out there. <laughs> it's a it's a wow ass. You know, I saw the the meanest little thing. What happened? A kid was following another kid and his friend and he said something this other the, one of the little kids. Like these kids are like 4 or 5. And this kid turns around and goes, "Dude, you're not my friend." Oh. So I was like, that's just, oh, that's, that's, that's no, so mean. I saw something fascinating. I was, I was parked waiting for someone and across from me was a daycare and there were kids playing outside and there was these two kids, a little one and a big one. Okay. And this other kid goes up to them and shoves the, uh, the little one. Right. And that's the big mean. one 
Yeah. And the big one goes, hey, you can't do that. He goes, what are you going to do? And he shoves the big one. And the big one doesn't do anything. He goes, that's what I thought, you big baby. And I thought, <laughs> oh, man, poor, poor little guy. But at least he's got his friend with him. So bear in mind, this kid just bullied the little kid. And the bigger one stood up to him, but then got bullied in turn. Immediately, his friend, the little one, shoves him and goes, yeah, you big baby. <laughs> he literally <laughs> turned on him. I was like, wow. Which Why, I'm, I'm actually glad that this was our conversation because it kind of relates to the icebreaker. Um, Ooh, because I kind of mentioned bullying memory. <laughs> oh <yeah>. my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I kind of mentioned, you know, that mine at least uh, is sort of a boogeyman, and I got to thinking, you know, most boogeyman exist to teach a lesson, and there's usually some. If you do X, then this creature will cause Y to happen. So I thought, like, if you were a boogeyman or you could create a boogeyman to, you know, <laughs> make people fly straight, what would it be? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. If I could create it, a boogeyman? Yeah. In fact, I'll start to make it easier for both of you to, to come up with one. Um, yeah. If I was a boogeyman, I would be Freddy Spaghetti. And uh, <laughs> and people who, who break their pasta when they put it in the pot, I would uh, I would give them horrible indigestion. <laughs> so, yeah, you break your pasta, you get Freddy spaghetti. <laughs> I think I just found the sound clip for the end of the episode. <laughs> I am, um, you know, James. James would give me horrible. Yeah, he would. Me too. Uh, okay, James. Why? You want me to go before? Well, yeah. before before we move move on to ours, I just want to know, James. Why does breaking the spaghetti make you so upset? One, it's nowhere near as good texturally if you break it. And two, it's just be a very fun thing to like torment people with. <laughs> 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 it's rather innocuous okay. if you think about it. Yeah, fair point, fair point. Alex, what would you do? Um, I would be the... <laughs> You could call me uh, the rubber maid. Oh my god, <laughs> Alex, where are you taking this? Yeah, there's no, a lot of directions not, this could go. No. Yeah. It's much more innocent than you're thinking. <laughs> I would um, every time someone got my fast food order wrong, it, and all over the world, when they went out to their car, all their tires would be slashed. Oh my that's, gosh, that's not a boogeyman. That's just vigilantism. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So maybe maybe this world needs more vigilantism. <laughs> oh my god! You yeah no you should you should say it for anybody who gets food with with. Oh, I guess it has to be more magical. Yeah, their tires will, their, like their tires their tires will be exploded. Oh okay. Oh, there we go. All right. <laughs> I wow. think that I like the things like when I'm thinking about my the rubber maid. <laughs> the Jesus. Rubber <laughs> 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 thinking about. My pet peeves and things that I'm just like, oh, why do people do that? It's either not using your blinker oh, or, or not putting your shopping cart away. Oh, I feel like man. not putting your shopping cart away is even bigger. And I think that I don't know what my name would be. Yeah. James, you know that I'm awful at thinking of names like in, in a snap. So yeah. Razor wire. <laughs> Razor wire. <laughs> I was thinking okay. like Cardi Marty or something. For some reason, Cardi- they, they need to. Oh, I got it. I like or that. I'd be, yeah. I would be Cardi Marty. <laughs> I would, I would just honestly like put a curse on anybody who doesn't put their shopping cart away because it doesn't take any time. Like, no, it doesn't. What, what, what would the curse be though? What's the yeah. consequence? 
they would have bad luck for 10 years. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So then everybody's got to start. Yeah, it needs to be more immediate, like they have scabies or something. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because they have to know what caused it immediately. Right? Like, oh no, they I have scabies. Why didn't you okay. put the cart up? Okay, if they then I would have a cart somewhere else in the parking lot come and hit their car. And there we go. Okay, oh, there, there you go. go. Or would that cart that they left out haunt them and run into their car? <laughs> yeah, maybe it, just, <laughs> it would just this sounds like the worst them. Christine sequel ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would follow. And I guess I, in the spirit of your all's names, I would be uh, rub, <laughs> Rubby Flubby. Oh, my God. <laughs> you flub up and I mess up your... Oh, your my God. Wow. So we've got Freddy Spaghetti, <laughs> Rubby Flubby, <laughs> and Cardi Marty. I am so glad I thought of this question. This was very oh, I love it. Well, I also, I've got one more question, just something that I just want to know because this isn't something that we talk about very often, but James... Uh, what podcasts are you listening to right now? Uh, I've been listening to the Murder Police podcast and yes. uh, uh, Foodies Watching Films, which I might have the title wrong, which I'm also on. And uh, one more thing before you go. Yeah. Uh, Alex, what have you been listening to? Uh, just a variety of uh, not not a whole lot of in-depth anything. Um, no, a PlayStation podcast. PlayStation Sacred Simples. Uh uh, Defining Duke, which is an Xbox podcast, mm-hmm. and then uh, Knockback, which is a retro nostalgia podcast. Interesting. They review various media. Well, I like that. I don't get to listen to too many podcasts anymore. It's like I drive my daughter to daycare for 10 minutes, then I come home. Well, that's my scenario. Like, yeah. It's so hard I to listen get, to like, anything. 20 minutes total each day to listen to podcasts, but I've been listening to the Murder Police podcast, and right. I love it. Foodies reviewing movies. That's what it's called. Sorry about that. Foodies reviewing movies, but I do want to give a shout out to the Murder Police podcast. Oh, 100%. Yeah, their recent, um, their recent dig into the disappearance of Alex Johnson was really interesting. And it's also like I was working in news in Lexington, Kentucky when that happened. So mm. it was a, uh, it was just kind of interesting to hear everything that was going on when you know all of the news was breaking and what I was hearing that that was different than what the investigators were hearing. So I highly recommend murder police podcast, but anyways, you guys, is it time to dig into our fearsome cryptids? Wait, what about our howdy? Hello? Our oh, hearty hellos. How could I, I almost said howdy? Hellos. We need to do that. Maybe howdy. Hellos is like with a country accent. Howdy. Hellos. <laughs> okay. You guys today, we're going to give a hearty hello to everybody in Ireland. Which I've got lots of new coworkers in Ireland. Oh. So hello to Ireland, hello to Belgium, and then here in America, I let Alex touch the map. And where do you touch? I touch Florida. Florida. So wherever you're listening, in the world, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in, and also a special thanks to all of our patrons. Now, are you guys ready to hop on into the show? Let's, let's dive in. And Alex, I've got a gift for you today. Okay. You can go first. Oh, wow. Okay. You can go first. I wasn't even going to try to be first. But, but wait, before you, before you start. I've fallen into it already. I'm going to go put our uh, our lasagna into the stove real quick. Boop. Okay. Did you break those right. noodles? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a frozen lasagna. Yeah. It's, uh, it's it's probably like some organic BS. Like, you know, mm. I want to. I don't want to eat chemicals. <laughs> I don't want to poison oh, myself. So it's yeah, probably it's, it'll be delicious. Uh, what brand is it, Cece? Oh, 
watching. Rouse. Yeah, some Rouse. <laughs> Everyone's favorite. It's actually Rigatoni. It's actually Rigatoni brand, apparently. Uh, but yeah, okay. I don't know. You know. Wow. Trying to eat clean over here with some Rouse. It's not clean, but we're too lazy to be completely clean right now. <laughs> we'll be clean later this week. Mm-hmm. That's what wow. every junkie says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should. After I eat my ice cream after we record. Are you? What? Quit buying ice cream. No, it's the ice cream. You're trying to fatten me up. It is the ice cream that we've already had that I bought last week. Tell tell everybody about the ice cream. It's milk bar brand. It just tastes like the... Alex has cereal milk. Yeah, it tastes like the cereal milk left over, you know, after you've got got all the cereal out and you turn it into an ice cream. It's delicious. Yours tastes like that too a little bit. Yeah, except mine has Mm. marshmallows thrown into the mix. It's wonderful. But it's really good. And I saw James went, because I, when I was in Lexington, it was the weirdest thing. I went to go get some ingredients for dinner so I could make my dad some food. Mm-hmm. And I ran into James at the grocery Did store. You? Yeah. yeah. James, just so you know, CC forgot your PS5, not me. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> no worries. Hey, hey, hey. Let's Sorry. let's get into it. Alex, <laughs> Alex, what are you talking about today? I'm not talking about James's everlasting disappointment. Um, <laughs> but I am talking about the Ozark Howler. Oh! Spooky. Mm. The Howler is a creature that is as big in size and stature as a bear. And it has some pretty interesting features as well. Okay. So some encounters describe it as having cat or dog-like traits. In addition to the bear stuff. Okay. It's got lots of hair. It's, yeah. It's hairy. It's hairy. It's shaggy. Um, its size, depending on who saw it, is it's standing on all fours at about four feet tall. So it's pretty big. Okay. It's pretty big. You know, it's not like a grizzly bear. It, it big. sits at four feet tall. That's pretty big. Yeah. Then he gets up on his haunches. Who knows how big he is? Big. <laughs> Swallow you whole big, probably. Um so, yeah, he's a pretty big creature. Now, the Ozark Howler sounds a lot like, you know, other fabled beasts to me, you know? Mm-hmm. There's nothing too special so far. But it does have some pretty unique traits. For one, it has glowing red eyes. Creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They ain't red. They make you crap in your pants red. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not only that, but the creature has, like, these beautiful horns as well. So, but they're not like deer antlers. They're like... Like Loki horns? Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like Loki horns, but like going back, straight backwards. Like not straight backwards, but like curved back up. Okay, that's kind of like a ram. No, no, no. The ram ram has like the constant curls. The curled horn. Like it can't, The ram can't stab anybody. Not really. Okay, but... You know, that's but really too inconvenient. This the Ozark Howler can stab you with its horns. Definitely. If okay. it wanted to, you get a little... You got a couple extra breathing holes, you know what I'm saying? It's awful. Yeah. Mm. Another thing that every encounter with this creature entails is it's the unique sounds that it makes. It's really loud and apparently just incredibly terrifying to hear. And it's been described a couple different ways. One site, Mysterious Universe, uh, described it as a... James, I want you to try to do the sound. A bugling of a bull elk. Is it bugling? Bugling. I don't know. To uh, all the way to the laughter of a hyena. (laughs) Now, 
Another site, comicbook.com, this actually seems to be the one that I found the most uh, agreement with is the sound sound like this. It's this bizarre sound that's the blending of a wolf and a hyena's laugh. Like a wolf's howl and a hyena's laugh. How would that sound? <laughs> like a turkey? <laughs> it just sounds like a giant turkey. Mm. I don't know. I don't even know what a... You know what? You know, now I'm thinking about it. I'm not even sure what a hyena's laugh really sounds like. It sounds like a laugh. It's let's pretty see, creepy. Here, let's hear it, Cece. I can't do it. James, you can do it. Yeah, I already did, remember? Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> perform james perform. i'm gonna look it up um all right while cc's looking up that and not listening to me yeah now the beast <laughs> now the beast by some has been declared to be a hoax or something that's it's some college student's idea of a joke according to mysterious universe however reports of the ozark howler go back Pretty far. They go back to the 1800s, early 1800s. That's a long time. Actually, the first sighting uh, was documented this way. I'll leave you with an alarming story of a black creature I found and wounded in the Salter Creek. Black and swarthy with horns on its scalp. Ignorant of its name, I am told of the sound it makes with a terrible howling in the night. Warnings of this for settlers should be passed along. Your humble servant, Daniel Boone. Daniel Boone. Is that like a legit? Yeah. So Daniel Boone claimed to actually have seen. Daniel Boone is the first reported sighting of the Ozark Tower. I don't don't know why that makes me so happy, but it does. (laughs) Isn't that cool? (laughs) And supposedly he, he clipped it with a shot. Um, and then six years later, he was in the same area. He came across it again and allegedly killed it. Now those, that, that documentation is a little more spotty, but that's the, that's the way that at least that part of the legend goes. Danny Boone. Yeah. Another sighting, uh, this thing has actually been cited pretty consistently over the, the years since then. Uh, in World War II, after World War II, a lot of the veterans were coming home building homes to move their families out here, and they would hear this creature's howls in the night. Ooh, that'd be and creepy. Pretty, yeah, pretty creepy. And then, you know, the, these these sightings continue. Like, a trucker, uh, even a few years ago, about 20 years ago, saw, he pulled over to the side of the road, got out, and he saw this thing. He said, terrified. Terrified. Now, <laughs> according to uh, OzarkHaller.info, this cryptid is very similar to another cryptid that I spoke about, actually. Ooh, which the one? The black dogs of death that reside in England. Oh. Uh, black shark. Yeah. I remember that was the episode that we recorded when With there was the a huge thunderstorm. Yeah, it was awesome. Unfortunately, I was hoping like a little lightning would happen right when I said black shark again. That have been really cool. But, <laughs> yeah. there. Oh, that was Whoa. scary. Yeah, but... This guy's been around for a while. Apparently, his, his most recent appearance was in 2015. Now, there is doubts on whether it's vol- it has any validity or not. There is someone who shared pictures back in. They either shared it in 2015 or 2014, and they are definitely fake and not intimidating at all. It looks like a little cute beast with 
Was that was that the little picture you showed me? Yeah. Oh, it looks so cute. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. like, maybe it's a maybe it's a baby Ozark howler because that thing's not intimidating at all. It looks really tiny. But I think they determined it was a hoax. But the Ozark howler spotted by Daniel Boone must be true. Must be true. Fascinating. All right. Well, Alex, thank you for talking about the Ozark Howler. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go next. And then, James, you can go after me. Because I know that you're going to you're going to wow us with all of your stuff, James. Oh, wow. No expectation, James. No expectation. (laughs) No less than a wow. Maybe even a zow. I've got lots of different sources because... Finding information on the crypto that I'm talking about, the Wampus Cat, was actually a little bit difficult. But James, he knows how much that I like cats. Mm. And so that's why I think he gave me this topic. And James, I know you said it's a fearsome cryptid. I mm, I don't know. I'm sure it's scary if I came across it in the wild. <laughs> Are you saying you'd rather pet it? I would rather pet it. Oh, really? It's No, no. I would not oh. want to pet it. But... Okay. Just let me finish my topic. Okay, so some of my sources were smalltownmyths.com, cryptids, and that is cryptids spelled with a Z instead of an S, .fandom.com. And then I'll mention the rest while I go through my spiel. But it's basically just a big old cat known to wreak havoc in various parts of the United States of America. James, I know that you mentioned that it's like mostly in the kind of south (laughs) United States. But they've been spotted as far as, like, Washington State. And then Idaho. There seems to be a lot of them in Idaho. But some people also refer to it as the Cherokee Death Cat. Mm. Which, to me, sounds a little bit more frightening than the Wampus. (laughs) When I hear Wampus, I think of that one commercial, the Geico commercial. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Uh Don't you get all catty Wampus? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I think of. So when you told me hey, Cece, you should do the wampus. I immediately thought of just that tiny puppy that the owner says, don't you be okay. So (laughs) anyways, I'm going to go over some of the folklore surrounding the wampus's origins because there are a couple of different stories as to where this thing came from. But anyways, uh, appearance-wise, Alex, what do you picture when you picture a wampus in your brain? I picture a wampa. From Star Wars, which is like the <laughs> abominable snowman. Oh, but it sounds like he's a cat. It's a cat. So I'm picturing um, one of those creatures from where the wild things are. Okay. Uh, I can see that. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, according to myth.myth-us.fandom.com, um, the wampus is usually described as kind of like a cougar or a mountain lion with light tan or yellow fur though i did see some accounts that said it was jet black so who knows um it's consistently described though as having yellow eyes so that was one consistency i saw across multiple sites they're piercing they're beautiful but if you look at them Mm -hmm. you supposedly go mad oh really yeah like you like you you stubbed your toe mad no like bananas yeah, I'm I'm crazy. Uh, I'm crazed now. I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm crazy. <I'm crazed. laughs> so, mm. so the rule of thumb is that if you ever find yourself in the presence of a wampus, just don't make eye contact with it cuz just a little glance at those eyes will do it to you. But there are a few appearance oddities 
that could easily help you distinguish a wampus from a regular boring old cougar. Mm. Instead of four legs, it is said to have six legs. Mm. Four for running, and then the other two are for fighting. <laughs> and so when I heard this description, do they wear boxing gloves? No, I know that's exactly it made me. It made me think of Popeye, like it has a little can of spinach, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh my, I gotta like coming at people. Oh but man! He also has a ball with spikes or quills on the tip of his tail. So if you get too close, he's just like boom, it'll hit you in the face, and then you're hurt. Oh, that's cool. Sounds awful. The wampus don't play. But James, if you saw a wampus out in the wild, would you try to take a picture of it? Um, probably. Why wouldn't you? This is the thing. I feel like if I ran into something that was out of this world, out in the I would absolutely take a picture of it. I would be too scared. I think that I would be, that would be like the least thing in my brain. I would just be thinking, don't. Yeah, but then you get to be found footage for exposition for like the next horror story person that finds your phone <laughs> i think true i think the wampus would eat my phone mm. and then what have i got i'm just well, dead with you could a, use the flash on your camera to to scare it a little bit scare maybe. Them, maybe but what if you take a picture of it and just looking at its eyes in the picture is enough to drive you mad there's only one way to find out i say <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the legend of the wampus because it clearly has some origin in an indigenous folklore specifically Cherokee, i.e. it's also called the Cherokee death cap for a reason. Um, But the prevailing myth, because again, I found multiple different stories behind this. I read one that said like there was a beaver that got knocked into a a river or something. And then it came out as a wampus. (laughs) That's my favorite story. (laughs) (laughs) There were some some weird ones, but um, the prevailing myth that I found was that there was this woman and her husband was going on a hunting slash magic trip with, the other men of their tribe. And as a woman, she had to stay back at the campground, wherever they lived. And she was not allowed. It was women were not allowed to go hunting. They were not allowed to view any of the rituals or magic of the tribe. And so she's like, screw that I'm going. And so she went and she covered herself up in the pelts of a cougar and she hid in the bushes and listened but she was spotted, and so her punishment was that she kind of morphed into the cougar mm. pelt and became a monster, essentially. That's where I get the uh, cautionary tale, a.k.a. boogeyman aspect from, is that story. Okay. All right. Good, James. I'm glad I'm, glad I'm glad I got, got that right there. But <laughs> she's, she's said to be a half cat, half human. And uh, her name was said to be Ewa, which is another – I saw another – kind of folklore that said that this woman's husband had to go out and try to catch this like demon creature. And he ran into the demon called Ewa and then he kind of went mad. There's, there was a lot. And that's the thing is like, there were so many inconsistencies across all of the different websites that I was looking at. So it's kind of hard to keep story straight across them. But according to the history bandits.com, they kind of said that the wampus may have originated near East Tennessee area. Cause that's apparently there's an area there that has to do with Ewa. So hmm. I don't know. And something really frightening about the wampus has this awful Alex. You'll, you'll appreciate this. has an awful <laughs> anguished howl oh, that yeah. will not only hurt your ears, but if you hear it, if you are so unfortunate to hear it, 
Legend has it that you are going to die within three days. Well, I hope it's not that loud. <laughs> well, the thing the thing that gets me is like, what if you're just out in the woods minding your own business and you aren't like looking for the wampus, but it's just nearby? Mm. Like, how unlucky would that yeah. be? Yeah, then you get a phone call when you get home and it goes, three days. <laughs> that would be awful. But also, you might smell the wampus before you see it because it's said to smell really stinky. It smells like a skunk mixed with a wet dog. Lots of cryptids smell like skunks it's true yeah and it's uh it can also walk on its hind legs because apparently it's a little bit of a shapeshifter and one of the that sounds terrible now that does sound scary that that does sound scary you see that thing coming at you uh, looking like goro from world combat it's got all these arms <laughs> six arms <laughs> um but let's talk about sightings because to be honest yours has been spotted recently mine has not been realistically spotted in quite some time what's realistically spotted well, I found an article in 2020 from the GreenvilleSun.com that outlined the story of the Wampus terrorizing town of Greenville, Tennessee in 1918, which was a long time ago. Hmm. Um, but the article was not written very well. And it kind of like jumped around to these different timelines and it just didn't really make much sense to me. Hmm. But it did say that when back in 18 or 1918, when the Wampus was said to be afoot, that parents could keep their kids at home more easily because their kids were afraid to be out at night, which I feel like a lot of, you know, there are a lot of <laughs> scary stories. that Sure, are it's nice at- to have the kids at home since there's a monster running around eating yeah, kids. There's a, there's a monster. <laughs> and then I also found a whole, a whole bunch of anecdotes, anecdotes that were more recent sightings. And it's like, you know, oh, this guy was out with his four friends and they were camping and apparently – the wampus likes to stalk men who are by the campfire because that's supposedly how the wampus came about. And so it's like, oh, yeah, they were camping. And then all of a sudden in the middle of the night, there was this horrible noise. And one of them saw this creature that stood up on its hind legs and was walking near them. And they ran and hid in their tent. And so it's like I there were stories like that, but it never said the name of anybody involved. They were all from just kind of sources that didn't seem like they were too credible. So I would not really count on those being true. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's been a long time since anybody has seen a, a wampus, but I did find a song on YouTube called legend of the wampus cat it's story and song by a guy named Tony Thomas. He seems like a sweetheart, Tony. He played a little song on his banjo. He sang a song about the wampus And he told the story about how his grandmother told him about the wampus. And he indicated that it was actually an American panther, which was really the only source that I found that tried to, like, explain what the wampus could actually be and how, you know, it could be a misunderstanding. People see these this giant cat that looks terrifying is trying to eat them. So I thought that that was interesting. He's his little song. is so cute. Can you hear that thing screaming? Sounds just like a demon. It's the devil that they call the wompus cat. <laughs> it was lovely. Oh my god! That I sounds adore like it. the beginning of like a seventies TV show or something. Oh, yeah. it was. He's just like he's the sweetest little old man, is what it looks like. And he just plays his banjo. And right now he has a whole bunch of videos that he's posting about like instructions on how to play the banjo. So, anyways, you guys. What, what was his name again? Tony Thomas. You can find him on YouTube. But 
Anyways, you guys, that's the wampus cat. Oh, one last thing about the wampus cat is that, because when I heard wampus, other than the catty wampus stuff, I also thought about Harry Potter, because wampus is one of the um, houses at the American Wizarding School over morning. Yeah, and you can also get a wand that has wampus hair in it, James. What does your what does your wizarding world wand have in it? I don't know. That's pretty cool though. Mine has unicorn hair. Per Pottermore. Hair of the blonde next door. <laughs> oh my god, Alex. <laughs> All right. Oh. James, what are you talking about? I'm talking about raw head and bloody bones. Yeah. Um, and mine is, is, I mean, there's been sightings, but in some ways this one's more supernatural. Uh, not to say that, you know, Wampus wasn't supernatural to some degree. But uh, just to preface this, there's a lot of water spirits all over the world in mythology. And they, they have a propensity, a lot of these water spirits, to drown people and eat them. And we've talked about this before, uh, specifically horse versions, but but mm-hmm. there's there's more humanoid versions too, and they're all over the world. Kappas in Japan, for example, um, in uh, Italy they got the Borda, in uh, uh, Slavic cultures they got the Vodinoi. Well, in England they have a bunch, like way too many, really. Like I kind of don't know why so many, like. Oceanic drowning flesh eaters <laughs> exist in uh, English folklore, particularly well, small little country too. Yeah, I mean, sure, there's a lot of bogs and lakes and 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 things of that sort, little shallow wetlands where people could drown quite easily. So maybe that's the deal. But there's a lot. Um, there's the Grindylow, which is really, really, really. Common and also in Harry Potter. That's why you guessed, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the Peg Powler, Jenny Greenteeth, Nellie Longarms. And what's interesting is they all tend to be aquatic only. Like they, they never leave their little aquatic areas. So you can avoid them by just not going into the water. Right. Which again, in a bog filled country like, like Great Britain could run into some trouble with that. Yeah. Um, and incidentally, Jenny Greenteeth hails from Lancashire, and that's sort of where Rawhead and Bloody Bones hails from. Now, the reason why I mentioned my prefaced all this with these these water spirits that are very inclined to drown people, particularly children, and eat them, is because that seems to be the origin of Rawhead and Bloody Bones. But it's unlike every other water spirit that I have seen has evolved well beyond that. So that's why I mention it. So what's the deal with Riot Bloody Bones? Well, first of all, its original name was Bloody Bones. And Bloody Bones was a water demon that would hunt or haunt, hunt. Well, I mean, hunt or haunt, really. It works. Either one of them works. Uh, Marl pits. And a marl pit is sort of like this carbonate-rich mudstone. And so there's a lot of silt and clay in those kinds of areas, places where marlstone is is common. And so what ends up happening is you end up with this mixture of clay and calcium carbonate, and it's just really easy to get sucked into it. You know, whenever whenever you mix Oof. water and, and marl, 
you kind of end up with something kind of quicksandish, but not quite. And so it's a scary thing. And that's probably kind of how all this started. It probably started as a way to keep kids away from those kind of places or as a way to explain why kids who went near those places vanished. Well, what's neat about Bloody Bones is he sort of evolved past that. Um, And and originally, the the absolute oldest state, uh, uh, oldest reference we have is uh, 1548. And there's this story uh, that, that references a lot of things. But it's it's called the fact that this is the actual name of the work is what kind of freaks me out. It's a pamphlet from 1548 by John Rastel that also calls him Rawhead. Um, hmm. It's called Will of the Devil and His Last Testament. It's creepy. Yeah, and it's actually spelled. This is how old Rawhead Bloody Bones is. It's actually spelled really weird. Like it doesn't, if you were to read it, you'd be like, what is this Welsh? Because it's, there's a lot of Y's, there's no V, but it's definitely what that means because there's actually an old expression from back in the day, um, actually around 1542, oddly enough, um, which is, uh, and I'm going to try and, and say this in old English, but oh, well, Uh-oh. middle English. <clears throat> God may send a man good meat, but the devil or devil may send an evil coke to destroy it. In other words, uh, God may send a man good meat, but the devil may send an evil cook to destroy it. In other words, uh, even if you are blessed with something, it could it could still turn around on you. So back to the bloody bones. Around this time, when when we we start getting written record. Bloody Bones sort of starts evolving because before we just, it's just literally a scary water thing. Not really that different from any of the other ones that I mentioned, but something happened at some point where he stopped being a water spirit and he started being more of a a household spirit, almost Krampus-like in nature. Mm. So he lives in the dark, cupboards, under stairs, behind locked doors, and if you were to uh, see him, or if you told lies or swore, which that's that's sort of where we're getting into the boogeyman territory, um, you would catch sight of him. And he would have no scalp with blood running down his face as a result, oh hence the gosh. name Rawhead. Um, he would often sit on a pile of bones from children that he had eaten. And uh, if he saw you, that was it. He'd whisk you away. So, yeah, really scary. And some people in, in Corn, Cornish uh, folklore, for example, he's just called Old Bloody Bones. And they claim that he lived near Knocker's Hole near Baltu, uh, presumably. And I couldn't find any record of this other than from folklore. But presumably there was a massacre in the area and that, uh, you know, evil spirits are drawn to places of, of death. And that's what drew him in. So I find that really, really spooky. Uh, furthermore, this is this is one of my this is the creepiest thing ever. Okay, so this is an old English nursery rhyme. Okay, <clears throat> raw head and bloody bones steals naughty children from their homes, takes them to his dirty den, and they are never seen again. So good night. We'll start no, giving um, that one to Gwen. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is how you kept a kid in line before the advent of antibiotics. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So furthermore, um, you know, obviously this is used to scare children. That's, that's sort of the, the common thing. But one of the real reasons why I was drawn to this is one, it's such an old story that has such ripples in pop culture. Clive Barker wrote a whole a story called uh, In the Books of Blood about Rawhead, uh, called Rawhead Rex. Um, that got turned into a movie in 86, which I've seen. Do not recommend it. It is an absolute just hot go- dumpster fire of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> he appears in Hellboy. He appears in Supernatural. There's a song by Susie and the Banshees, which is absolutely the creepiest thing you'll ever flipping hear. It's the creepiest song I've ever heard. I cannot stress that enough. It is such a creepy flipping song. There's tons of books that reference him. And this is what got me interested in, in mentioning him as a, as a cryptid. In addition to the fact that he's been cited by people, which is exactly what, you know, makes something a cryptid, but you know, Kentucky and the American South, in, by extension, has a long history uh, with England and with English folklore. A lot of people came from England, and, and so a lot of traditions sort of got passed on. And one of them is this. Uh, again, this dates all the way back, at least in writing, to 1548, and yet Rawhead and Bloody Bones is found all over the American South. Um, and the stories have changed significantly in the American South. And, and again, my, in my family, um, he was called uh, Red Eyes and Bloody Bones, for example. And he was an emaciated man who could stretch his mouth like a snake and, and swallow children. No. Um, yeah, that was that was the version in Kentucky uh, that I had heard. But there's more versions. Uh, for example, sometimes he is a skull stripped of skin that bites children and uh, and sometimes he's a dancing headless skeleton. And sometimes he's two creatures, both of those, one being called Rawhead and one being called Bloody Bones. But the one that I've heard most often, uh, outside, of course, of the version I just told you guys about the, the guy who can stretch his mouth out, is actually, it's he's called Rawhead and Bloody Bones, but a completely different figure. Completely different. Mm. Because this thing sounds humanoid, right? The version I've heard that's popular all over the American South is where a young girl... Uh, who comes from a rough family has a pig as a pet and you know, pigs have that boar hair. So it's a rather coarse material, right? So she keeps this pig as a pet and she practices witchcraft and a bunch of men from town or whatever. I mean, the story has a lot of different iterations, but they uh, decide, you know, since she's such a weird person that they're going to play a very cruel prank on her. And they, they kill her pig. Ooh. So what she ends up doing is she gathers up his remains, which at this point are, you know, a, a bloody head, a raw head and, and bloody bones. And she resurrects him. And Ooh. she turns him into this monster that goes after the, the people who wronged her. So there's, there's a lot of variations, as you can oh. tell. But it's just, for me, it's one, it's a really scary story, and it's a very interesting one because it goes all the way back to medieval England and Cornwall uh, and simultaneously is found throughout the American South, including, I mean, again, I've heard stories about this when I was little. I'm just going to tell you that I really don't appreciate you putting the image of a man who can open his mouth like a snake and eat eat people (laughs) into my brain. Right. 
Because that is that's like the thing of nightmares. When yeah. I think of that was a put monster, in my brain when I was like four. <laughs> yeah, that, that seems insane. It is insane. I, I now I understand, uh. James, why you're so apprehensive sometimes when you're out in the world. Mm, could be. <sighs> James, have you ever said Candyman into the mirror? Oh my god! Um, no, I haven't. But <laughs> don't but do I, it. I remember all those stories too, man. Don't do it. Alex, did you have anybody who scared you when you were little? Like, told me a story and just, like, terrified me for the rest of my life? Yeah. I can't remember any. But I know I know for sure that someone terrified me. I don't, I don't know if I was ever told stories that were terrifying me, but people... I remember we talked about this. Uh, I don't know if it was on a, on a uh, Patreon episode or what. We talked about Mars Attacks. Oh, yeah, Mars Attacks was awful. Well, my cousin, he did a very good impression of the alien. Of the little laugh. Uh, or, no, 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 uh, of the alien when it's in control of one of the people. It was, like, completely horrifying. Uh, He's so good at it. it was, that was creepy. I, but, no, it didn't scar me. It just, like, I got a fun one. Me that my night. brother, this is not me, but my brother, um, when he was a little, there was a fella who, I mean, I guess they, him and his family were just visiting somebody, and there was this fella who just happened to have a really big pot belly, like, really big. And out of meanness, like someone told him, like, hey, you see that guy over there? His uh, his belly's so big because he, he just swallows little boys. <laughs> and, oh, my uh, God. And, of course, no. the guy at some point walked over to him to say hi. And he just immediately started sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Man. Yeah, no, no, who told him that. But uh, he had a rough That's day, awful. I bet. Yeah. It was before I was even born, so. So, you know, mm. I, like. I was told, my parents told me never to go because we had those railroad tracks at the end of our street. Mm. So my dad told me never to go up to the railroad tracks because there was a boogeyman that lived up there, which I'm sure there was were transients who came and went because it was railroad tracks. Right. But I just remember well, like us talking about like the howling scream. It makes me think of when I heard that high-pitched scream like repetitively when I was younger mm. outside my house. It's a ghost. Yeah, it was something. It was not it was not of this world, I think. But anyways, whew. all right, you guys. We got fearsome. Henry, I hope that we did your topic justice, but I think it's time to At drop the very some least, ice. now you know Daniel Boone encountered a uh-huh. cryptid. Yeah. Neat. He did a lot of stuff. All right. All right. You ready? Yes. Next week we are talking about Franklin's Expedition, and this comes to us from Emma in Laredo, Texas. I don't know anything about yeah, Franklin Franklin's who? Expedition. It's a lost expedition. Oh. So, so no one knows his name. We're going to go traveling next, uh, yeah, next week. Exciting. Yeah. Okay, very different. I like it. Yeah, it's going to be different from uh, a, nice, a nice change from... Bloody legs, or no, bloody bones. Mm. There's probably a bloody legs out there. Ooh. A bloody legs scripted. Bloody <clears throat> legs. So, you guys, Alex, who does our music? Our music is by Grant Cook. You can find it on Amazon Music, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you listen to music. So, until next week, you guys, we hope that you can keep it straight.
You break your pasta, you get Freddy spaghetti.